morning, Prof. Good morning, and thank you for having me in your program, Sully. We, we're talking money uh, and expectations, uh, if you like. Right. Um, yes. Let's say if President Zuma was uh, Father Christmas, uh, what would you ask of him? <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, you know, for me, uh, at the moment, there's a very simple... We, we should agree on a very simple thing. You know, It, it goes like this, that any young person who's admitted to one of our universities mm. uh, should not be prevented from studying for financial reasons. That's, you know, that, that's the way I would like, put it across, you know. And my, uh, and my hope is that, you know, that very soon, within the next year or two, mm. that we'll get to that position. And, and talking about that, uh, not, not, not one child being turned away, uh, we opened yesterday, it seemed all peaceful in most of the institutions across the country. How's the situation on the second day? Yes, yeah, so at the moment, uh, things are very quiet. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're, clearly there are some you know, uh, issues around uh, concerns about financial aid and so on. But I have to say that uh, uh, there's, there's been a much better start to the year this year than there was last year. And uh, I'm hoping, you know, that uh, you know that with all the all the you know the discussions and so on that have taken place during uh, November, December, January, that uh, we'll have a better start to the year. What are some of the unresolved uh, issues? Well, um, you know, as at uh, the, right about the end of January, mm-hmm. there were deep concerns about the fact that. Uh, uh, that there were very large backlogs in the uh, in the uh, processing at NISFAS. Um, so students who had applied for financial aid mm. uh, were not hearing whether they uh, had been whether they had qualified for grants or not, and of course that prevented them from registering at universities. But uh, we had a a really important meeting, a really uh, uh, decisive meeting between USAF. University of South Africa, uh, NUSFAS, and DHET, Department of Education and Training. Uh, and we, we worked out, you know, a way of trying to ensure that we could speed up uh, the processing at NUSFAS. And I'm very pleased to say that NUSFAS responded brilliantly. I mean, I think that they've now, uh, you know, really made up all the backlogs. And uh, I think we're back on track, I think, Ribuale Professor Ahmed Bawaki, Mukrita Mahamoholo, CEO ya Universities South Africa, Lebeletsi, Monongwaha, hashtag Sona 2017, Lady Tsolo Let us look at uh, the what seemed to be a challenge for most of us spectators. Uh, the, the, the striking the balance between um, the or managing the influx from basic education to yes. higher education. What are some of the conversations do you you have uh, between uh, Minister Blades Manda in higher education and training and uh, Minister uh, Motseka with yes. yourselves? Uh, so, so let me make two points, I think. The, the first one is that uh, the university sector itself mm. has a space at the beginning of every year of about 200,000 so at the beginning of every year, it can take in about 200,000 students. And uh, generally speaking, those, those places are all taken. In fact, uh, this year, they've all been taken. Uh, now, the, the problem, of course, is that, as you know fully, 
that actually the number of students that finish with the matric, that with a senior certificate that allows them to continue into post-school education is larger than that. Uh, and so our biggest challenge now is to try and understand how to get parents and the, and the children and the young students to look at other opportunities in the post-school sector. You know, for example, the TVT sector. Mm. Uh, you know, that's an area that we have to begin to build and make sure that it's functioning well because uh, that is the area where we have very large shortages in our labor market. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the one point, I think, that we have to begin to encourage uh, families to begin to look at other opportunities in the post-school education. Taking... The second, yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah, sure. the, yeah, the second point I wanted to make was that uh, we have to be deeply concerned about just the preparedness of students, you know, for university education. And, uh, and I think that you're right about the fact that there has to be a much more serious conversation between high education and, uh, and basic education. I mean, that we really have to sit down and work out uh, how we can improve the preparedness of young people uh, who are coming through the school system uh, to come into universities. Now, uh, I have to say that, you know, that some progress has been made. Uh, we are seeing an increase in pass rates and so on. Uh, but it does seem to me that one of the big conversations we have to have is uh, what is it that is required of a school graduate mm. for that person to be, uh, what do you call it, to be um, uh, to be prepared for uh, post-school education uh, experience? Professor Bawa, um, if 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 I had a direct line to the president, what would be the the you know the one thing that you 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 would wish he could uh, look at uh, on yes. thurs on on thursday evening i'm not <laughs> promising anything though yeah the, see i i would i would say see I, i'm fully aware of the constraints that the government faces and you know and we hear all the time about the fact that you know there just isn't enough money and so on so so my message to the president would be to say uh, let's try to ensure that every young person that has an opportunity to study at university uh, who's been admitted to a university is not excluded for financial reasons. Thank you so much, Prof. Yogi, uh, Professor Ahmed Bawa, Kimukti Dhamaka Mkholo, money, 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 money,